This is Bike Talk. In this episode, we have Don Ward, LA Ride Organizer and Veteran of Safe Streets Organizing, Adrienne Hoff, Representative for Wilshire Center Koreatown Neighborhood Council and Member of Safe Streets for All, Culver City Mayor and Complete Streets Advocate Megan Sally Wells, LA County Bike Coalition's Hollywood Bike Ambassador Alexander Tots, and the originator of People Protected Bike Lanes, Marine Persico. The theme of this episode is whether to remove cars from Hollywood Boulevard. It's a matter of political courage that's right. kind of preventing this from happening. Hollywood Boulevard needed to be closed down to cars yesterday. Shutting down of the streets is a radical proposition. Things that are really controversial at the time become the most cherished parts of our city. Many times during the year, this stretch of street is already closed down. Why shouldn't we look at doing that on a permanent basis? We connected with Walk San Francisco, and we did a people-protected crosswalk on Market Street, Mm -hmm. which is our main thoroughfare. And now they are going to be removing private vehicles as of January. Bike Talk on KPFK, live on the web stream, and then we're going to be a podcast as well. Pacifica web stream, provided to us by Pacifica. We're hoping that people tune in at some point. (laughs) I messaged, you know, personal people I actually see on a a face-to-face basis you message them to Mm -hmm. listen in Mm -hmm. we have um some awesome guests today starting with megan sally wells the mayor of culver city who's online with us right now hi megan hey hi there thanks for calling sorry let me let me somebody's walking through the room let me sorry that was french wow yeah, <laughs> we're a, we're a Fringlish household here. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Today we have uh, also um, Alexander Tots, who is the he is the uh, the bicycle ambassador of of Hollywood. We're going to find out how that how, how that got came that. to be and how he got that title. And uh, he's going to talk to us about pedestrianizing Hollywood Boulevard, which. What? Yeah, what is that? Pedestrianizing Hollywood Boulevard. Such a term. What does it mean? <laughs> it just, I've never, you know what, before this week, I've never heard that term. Really? Wow. Do you know Mayor Megan? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you put uh, people over cars. That's great. Yeah, pedestrianizing. We're going to actually remove cars from Hollywood Boulevard, I think, is the goal. So Just like they thought we would. And we'll talk, yeah. It's just like We're, all of the Agenda 21 conspiracy theorists have <laughs> thought and <laughs> emailed each other and they got their little groups on Facebook that we can't see and they're organizing. And it's true, we're going to take away. We're taking the cars. Yeah, we're taking your cars. So, <laughs> just, mine's going to be last. <laughs> it's going to be all theirs first. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we're not going to take your cars away. We're going to give more space to pedestrians. And Hollywood Boulevard, if you've ever been on there, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a zoo. It's a riot. There's hundreds, thousands of people, and they're kind of jammed up on the sidewalks. You know what it's like? It's like Third Street Promenade that just hasn't taken hasn't the cars hap- away. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. Third Street Promenade 
you know, you used to have, uh, I remember that. I mm. remember, that's because I'm old, but I remember. When was that? A long time ago. They had, you know, Third Street did have cars, I believe. Do you, Maybe Mayor, I'm tripping. Megan, have in Culver City anything like that? Like a Third Street promenade, like car free? Not yet. Um, we we did a lot to make our downtown uh, really pedestrian friendly by putting in extra wide sidewalks and street trees and benches and things like that. But I think that there's a there's an I, I would love to see our downtown uh, pedestrianized mm-hmm. and just take away the cars and let people experience the city in in a totally different way. I mean, 70% of our traffic is cut-through traffic, so it's neither people coming nor going to Culver City. They're just passing through. Um, And so I feel really no obligation to design my city around cut-through traffic. Right. Now, I used to work at Sony. I think they did do something with Washington, because um, didn't Washington come through? Uh, there used to be a, a more of a straight. Right now it curves. Oh, remember you know yeah. they made a little triangle plaza there. That was production. yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're you. I you know I stand corrected. Thank you. Um, just around the Culver Hotel, which is Culver Boulevard, and with our little tiny um, Main Street. There used to be uh, a Washington that kind of went through right in front of the Culver Studios, mm-hmm. and they did close that off, and it became our town plaza. So and you, I, you're absolutely right, and, and what a great uh, I forgot about that. What a great improvement! It's so entrenched. Always better. It's so entrenched in our community. It just feels like it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You Once know, you have it, who would give it up? Right. Exactly. And that—that's—that's yeah. that's the key to a lot of these these uh these configurations and streets is that people sort of assume that it's always been that way so therefore it should always be that way that's a conservative basically conservative yeah like way of, of don't change world. yeah you know i've i've heard a lot of uh people sort of blame like you know you go house to house you do petition signatures and i've heard people sort of say like oh the government is taking away our car lanes and it's like oh the government put the car lanes there it used to be a dirt road Mm -hmm. so you know things change so yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know how to soften the blow so much to people it's sort of like you know i don't know how to tell you this but the government put those lanes there and they may take it away and you might like it it's not bad so you're gonna say mayor megan It's oftentimes that the things that are really controversial at the time become the most cherished parts of our cities. And so it, you know, when, when, as, as an elected official, when I go through some of these battles, I have to take a deep breath. Ooh, sorry about that. I have to take a deep breath and remind myself that, um, that, you know, that's really going to pass. And, and that, um, oh, I apologize for that's the okay. phone going off. Um, is that the answering I, machine in the background? Yeah, it's just another call coming in. Sorry. I want to hear, I want to hear Megan's answering machine where it's like, believe it or not, I'm not at home. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's from the high school. <laughs> oh my 
Gosh. See, you, I'm going to put it on mute for a second. Okay. You need to call me back. That's weird that you're singing that because my wife was just singing that It's like today. a Seinfeld bit. Oh, it is? I didn't know where it came from. Yeah, it's like uh, George Costanza's answering machine. So I thought everybody went to voicemail. I didn't know people had like real world answering machines that you could hear. I, I would want to believe that what we're hearing is a tape answering machine too. Mm, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that would be truly amazing. I almost forgot you were there, and I was just going to keep going. Talk about sustainable. We're going to use every piece of equipment to the last drop. Mm-hmm. I 100% believe in that. Yeah. Then so, you got to buy those little tapes. The little micro tapes. Just keep using the same one Yeah. until it's completely worn out. <laughs> but you were saying that the most controversial stuff makes the stuff that people like the best in the end, I think. Yeah, so that people, I, you know... We, we're an adaptable species. That's why we've survived all these uh, centuries. So, I, I, I mean, think of um, New York City, Times Square. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it was very controversial to shut down Times Square to cars. And yet, you know, now it's, it's more popular than ever. And, and it just seems like a natural, normal thing to do. So, I don't know. We, we need to... Be able to see the big picture, yeah, I, which is it's hard for people to do. There's a couple of places that they've done that here in Los Angeles. Uh, one I can think of is the Sunset Triangle over by uh, Griffith Park and Sunset. And I just remember one day standing there at a coffee shop, and this car just zoomed right by there. And there's a little pocket park, and miraculously they they closed that street down and made it into uh, a whole plaza so it's you know it didn't harm anybody it actually did a whole lot of good for that neighborhood so well and there's okay so how many isn't this a thing that's happening right now in different cities like it's a way pedestrianizing is it yeah definitely all over europe um i believe in south and central america um, and, and I think um, where we really see this in in L.A. is through Ciclovia. It's one of the reasons I love Ciclovia so much is because it allows us, you know, just for one day to imagine what life is like without those cars. And, and it, it really highlights the amount of public space that we've given over to these large machines with few people inside. Um, and, and kind of this transformation that happens when that space is given to everybody, all users, mm-hmm. not just um, the use, people in cars and trucks. And so it, it, it's kind of like a wake-up call, and I think, you know, that hopefully we can all be inspired by that and, and start taking bolder action and to really shut down some of these streets so that people can really claim that space mm-hmm. and uh, Adrian, just, just that simple in. can we mention that we we have adrian hoff with us yes hey everybody we're working on a schedule here nick and we're gonna as time progresses we'll introduce our new i guests. wouldn't have paid, <laughs> i wouldn't have paid, seen you as being the schedule enforcer uh, like yeah that. i'm a schedule authoritarian here so <laughs> can um, you hear yeah, yeah we got to get her hooked up. Nick, why don't you get her hooked up? We'll continue talking with Megan. Megan, do you have any um, plazas that that you have on the radar, That anything more for Culver City? 
Well, I I I keep fantasizing about um, shutting down uh, permanently the street that's right in front of City Hall in Culver City, and it, it's actually a redundant street. There's you know if you've been through Culver City, there are a lot of like strange triangular intersections where you have two streets right next to each other that join at a, you know, they form a triangle and then they join, you know, they kind of become one street. And we've got, so we've got Culver Boulevard, uh, which is right in front of City Hall, and then Washington Boulevard, which is just, uh, there's just a couple of buildings between the two. And if we shut down um, Culver Boulevard, we would have ourselves this huge uh, plaza for, you know, just kind of this civic plaza, right? Just open space uh, for people to enjoy. We've had a lot of really lovely restaurants. And um, I keep thinking about, you know, what if we had a, we have a wonderful Tuesday farmer's market. What if we had a Saturday market with, you know, things for kids to come out and play and um, and enjoy? And so that, that these are some of the things that, um, I'd, I'd like to experiment with, um, kind of on a, like a pop-up, do a pop-up, uh, experiment. Mm-hmm. And then from there, if people really like it, we can maybe look at doing those permanently. So what is a, how does a pop-up look? Is it like an open streets event? Yeah, it's an open streets event. You can do it, you know, over a day, over a weekend, you could do it over a month and just kind of test it out. Mm-hmm. Um, any any kind of city project is in unbearably expensive, and so if you feel like something might be controversial and you might need to kind of like go back and change it, the best way is to do a little pop up so that you can test it. Um, right, like change a pilot it as project. Necessary. Yeah, but you haven't put in, you know, the concrete and done, you know, the heavy construction that that drives up the cost. And you and, can present and, it to the public as like a pilot project so they're not, you know, they 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 can understand that it's temporary and they can take it away if they want to and usually they don't want to take it away because it's usually awesome. Except in the case exactly. of a few uh recent projects. We won't talk about those. Okay. Maybe we will. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we have a couple guests that came in, actually one guest and one oftentimes co-host. <laughs> We've got Adrienne Hoff and Alexander Tots, who is the hey bicycle. Guys. Hi, guys. Let's make hey sure there. you guys the Hello. lights are on here. Yeah, so we've got, we've got the mayor of Culver City on. We call her Mayor Megan. Megan Sally Wells. Megan mm-hmm. Sally Wells. She's cool. super. I mean, she rides a bucket bike, right? Or no, you have a trailer bike. Was it a bucket bike or a trailer? Oh, bike? I just have like a specialized bike, um, normal bike. Okay. So she's on the line with us and we can get some, uh, you know, you, you can jump off whenever you want, Megan, but we'd love to keep you on and get your knowledge, you know, as we move forward and talk about pedestrianizing Hollywood Boulevard, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the, that's what Alexander is here as well to talk about? Yep. I'm okay. here, but. Yep, we're both here talking about uh, the pedestrianization of Hollywood Boulevard. Right on. So why don't we jump right into that? And, uh, I mean, the first thing I want to ask Alexander is, 
your title is Bicycle Ambassador of Hollywood. Tell us how you got that, who gave, who christened you, and <laughs> so forth. Right, I'm the Neighborhood Bike Ambassador uh, for LACBC. I've been serving in that role for, um, I think, about two years, a year and a half. And uh, I've been advocating for improved uh, bicycling conditions uh, and also uh, vehicular, as in uh, automotive parking conditions, which I'm sure that... Um, uh, I will get into during this discussion. Uh, I live in um, uh, Hollywood, uh, the, just above the regional, what's co- considered by uh, L.A. planning to be the regional center in Hollywood. Right on, right on. <laughs> Here I am thinking bicycle ambassador of Hollywood. And yes, of course, the LACBC yeah, bicycle ambassador. Yeah, I don't know why I'm just thinking. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and then we have Adrian Hoff, who who has been with us the last few shows and it's been great. So we're, we're great to have, uh, grateful to have you back. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us, you, you're on the same, uh, this is the same agenda here, so. Yeah, so I'm here tonight on behalf of Streets for All, which is a fantastic organization that is just a few months old. And uh, the point of Streets for All is to try to get um, complete streets candidates elected in City Hall for City Council and roles like that. And we're also taking on a few really ambitious projects to try to make our streets safer for everybody, not just accommodating cars. Mm -hmm. And so the first big project that we're taking on is to try to pedestrianize Hollywood Boulevard. So this is so exciting. And it seems like this can become a reality if we just all come together, work on this, and like it, it and, and like right now, it's a, a matter of political courage to that's right. kind of preventing this from happening, and it kind of seems like we're close to a tipping point of having our elected officials realize how important this is. Is this how did you decide on this? Is this the low hanging fruit with Hollywood Boulevard? I mean, like that's the one that everybody keeps talking about of all the streets in Los Angeles that need to be pedestrianized, Hollywood Boulevard is the one that always comes to mind for people first. And even before I got involved with Streets for All, I've been saying that that Hollywood Boulevard needed to be closed down to cars yesterday. So the best time to do it then is right now. So what we have here is we've got an organization, LACBC, that's a 501c3, that cannot do, can't, can't make political endorsements, but can advocate for uh, policy and, and uh and street designs uh, like the one we're talking about. And then we have uh, Streets for All, which is a 501c4, and your aim is to collect dollars and redirect them at politicians to get the right ones elected. And and right now in this, this district belongs to David Ryu, right? It's um, both, no. actually. Both David Ryu and uh, Mitchell Farrell. Oh, is it? split right on Hollywood Boulevard or it's it's like a scramble uh, and I just want to clarify that my views tonight aren't necessarily going to represent in any and and they never do uh, LACBC okay yeah that's good to yeah. stipulate that when we get LACBC they coincide trouble. right at some points uh, there's those intersections but I think there'll be a lot of drama there well I'm, I'm not going to promise drama but I think, <laughs> I think there's a, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of a lot of other things that I have to say um, other than um, what 
Adrian has just said. Okay, we yeah. want to get that out there. So and let's. I'm, I'm sorry. What's your name? My name. <laughs> my name I, is. I was like, what? What's Nick's always in there? Yeah, my name's Don. That's Don. <laughs> my name's Don. I'm, I'm Don grooming, Ward. We're grooming him. Yeah, they're, oh, okay. they're grooming me for uh, coming down here every Friday. This feels like a putch or something. Like, like you know, I don't know, just whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna, yeah, no I comment. used to be in there. Now I'm out here. Yeah, All I right. think uh, Nick has moved up to executive producer all right okay. now that he's a daddy i'm being well compensated you are yeah, yeah so we, we're paying him we're putting him out to pasture congrats <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um no okay so tell us some more let's let's get controversial let's hear yeah. the let's well, get some let's get some it's, dirt out it's there. adrian right yes. yeah i i'm adrian i'm very curious to hear um more of like where you're basing your information from because um uh, the work that I've done, the things that I've tried to do on the ground, literally and figuratively, um, um, the few times that I've been on here uh, talking to Nick um, and, you know, your listeners are just, you know, sharing what my thoughts. Um, uh, I've mentioned that I've done a lot of uh, advocacy and uh, had a lot of interactions with HHWNC, the Hollywood Hills West Neighborhood Council. And... Um, um, Adrian, when you talk, when you use language like tipping points, obvious, um, that that seem that seems more the, the way I hear that it sounds more idealistic than realistic, frankly, because um, uh, you know, and also when you talk politically, um, you know that I, I mean it's it's I, for me like I literally just found out about Streets for All and I completely one hundred thousand percent endorse and, and appreciate and approve um, what you all are doing. But um, at the same time, I'm not sure. Uh, I'd, I'd like to learn more about um, where you're getting your information from and how you're drawing your support. Let me just stop there. Um, so about um, you specifically, you're asking about like uh, how we're getting the, uh, the information about like the, the, cl the climate change of, of how other people are getting the human climate change, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've been talking to um, the neighborhood councils, um, people who live in the area, uh, people within uh, the the city council offices, and it. And uh, we're trying to get um, uh, what's the word? The Chamber of Commerce mm -hmm. on board as well. HCC. Yeah. Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. Yes, and that's uh, one of the organizations that we're working on, uh, really reaching to the most. And uh, but everybody that we we're talking to, they uh, they're on on board with this. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Alexander, are you are you saying that you don't think that we're ready for pedestrianized well, Hollywood Boulevard? I'll just say that it like let me back up a second and say that the first time I heard about this was actually from Mitch O'Farrell's CD13 office. Mm -hmm. um, this is one alternative among an, a number of them. Something else I'll say is that. Um, I know I mentioned this to Michael Schneid Schneider. Is that yeah. yeah, he's the executive director of Streets for All. We had a nice conversation the other day. Um, uh, there's an initiative that O'Farrell's office is is has uh, gotten off, getting off the ground called Heart of Hollywood. It's in conjunction with HCC, and they're basically trying to revitalize, and in a lot of a lot of respects, from our point of view, green. Hollywood Boulevard and the whole neighborhood, which I think is fantastic. Now, the the closure of the most significant block blocks of Hollywood 
is only part of that. The, the, the rest of it is a number, kind of a, like a, a menu um, of other options that they are in the process of, of planning um, that more or less would look like some kind of complete street. Okay, now that's the O'Farrell, the business, um, the, the Chamber of Commerce, and there's, oh, let me not, before I forget, um, lest I forget, uh, uh, I do want to put a mention to the HPOA, the, the Hollywood uh, Property Owners Association. They are a fantastic group. They are 100% um, aligned with everything that, that all of us here that are talking um, are doing, and I certainly hope, I'm sure you all have um, Streets for All has been connected with them in some way. Um, so that's like the business government side. Now, from the residential side, it's it's a whole other picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole other picture. And I'm speaking first and foremost of my fellow neighbors in what I'm starting to call, I'm sure it's going to be a real estate term any second now, Lower Whitley, uh, south of Franklin, west of Coanga, and east of um, Highland and above Hollywood, where I live. Um, it's a very diverse, mixed, um, and frankly, disenfranchised neighborhood. Um, and, then, and you said that was that was east of Highland or west of Highland? West, I'm sorry, east of Highland. East of east Highland. East of Highland, west of Coanga, south of Franklin, north of Hollywood. Got it. Um, and it's just, it literally just sort of, it's a little pocket, but it's, 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 um, first and foremost, it's a, um, it's a diverse neighborhood in terms of economic classes and um, types of people in terms of um, affordable housing, which is frankly um, is is a huge factor impacting. I feel strongly our conversation tonight and everything that we're talking about. Um, uh, so there's there's that constituency, but more importantly, they're the people who live in the hills. And and this is something I don't know if you all have had people from streets f- uh, um, from Sunset for All on. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, okay. They're they're coming, or they've been, and then they will say the same thing that people in the hills are evil and bad and wrong. You know, whatever that, and and a lot of measures. Uh, you know, that's kind of true, but but they they tend to be the ones who come to these meetings. People um, in the hills are e- like uh, homeowners. homeowners. Homeowners, right? Homeowners. Yeah, the, like yeah. So you get the renters that are more closer to Hollywood Boulevard, and then you get very the homeowners simple. up in the hills. Excellent way and of putting it. What, yeah. And so, the the goal. I, okay, so we got two groups working on the same issue, and maybe this is the point of now we're we're all communicating. The peacemaker. What, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roadblock right. the peacemaker. Um, what streets? I mean, what? What blocks of Hollywood Boulevard ideally would would each of you and let's get an answer from each of you? Uh, w- would you like to shut down from La Brea to Highland or La Brea to Vine or what do you think? We're putting our focus for starters between La Brea and Highland. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we would like to see it go all the way to mm-hmm. Vine. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what do you think, Alexander? Do you think well, that's yeah, I, at this point, I really think that that that's. Um, Starting with a, a shutting down of the streets is a radical proposition that just will not fly like mm. at all. Oh. Um, first and foremost, because, um, and I haven't even talked about this, but or mentioned in everything I've said so far, but but property owners west of La Brea, um, I mean, I just I don't even want to. It like kind of makes my skin crawl to even think <laughs> about the reaction that we'd get there. Mm. Based on just that, my awareness that 
I don't, I, I was, I didn't have the chance to look it up, but there was something, it wasn't like a green initiative, but there was something that came up uh, before I started being engaged in all, all of this, where there was like a community center that was supposed to, supposed, supposed to be proposed for just below Runyon, because that part of HHWC covers Runyon. And boy, they went after that like you, nobody's business. There were lawsuits, and it was shut down. Mm. It was just a community center. It was no, just a community center. What, so what they don't want is they don't want more people in their neighborhood. No, no, no. What, what, what? See, what a project. What the way they would see this project is they would never get home, and they would never mm. um, be able to leave their homes. And 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 I just need to big point a <clears throat> bring a huge shout out right this minute before I forget. One thing that I'm dealing with, and I certainly, Adrian, would welcome um, Street for All's support on this, and I think about two weeks from now, uh, HHWNC is going to deal with a, um, a motion that, like, you know, the times that we're living with, go figure, somebody who lives within the neighborhood I just described, um, she's the head of housing. I'll just stop there with the specifics about her, the person who brought it up. But basically, it's a proposal to kind of undo... Um, one of the kind of traffic calming pieces of infrastructure in my immediate neighborhood because she cannot get home with her disabled husband. Well, you know, that the, that's the one on Yucca. To, can we yes, talk to yeah. Yucca, and the, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right can yeah. we talk to Mayor Megan? She said she had until uh, she had a couple more minutes. So, uh, Mayor Megan, you still there? I am. Hi. Can you 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 know that stretch uh, between La Brea and Vine on Highland on Hollywood, right? Well, I mean, not as well as people who live there, but you know, in general, sure. What, do you have any thoughts about what we're saying? Like, what, like, do you think that it's unrealistic to think that we could pedestrianize or close off that area to cars? Or, I I think that you know, there's this there's this balance between getting good community input mm-hmm. and then also kind of doing what we need to do. And, and earlier in the conversation, um, before the other guests got on, we were talking a little bit about, you know, doing pop-ups and demonstration projects. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that really, um, really characterizes um, Hollywood Boulevard in particular is the fact that it's closed down so often mm-hmm. for yeah. events, Good point. for special yeah. events. So it's kind of like an established thing, you know, people know that, you know, during Oscar season and, all, you know, many, many times during the year, this stretch of uh, street is already closed down. And so I think the idea is that, you know, why, why shouldn't we look at doing that on a permanent basis? Um, I, I know how politically difficult these things uh, can be and the the immense pushback that can happen. Um, it, it, at the same time, um, if we can find alternatives uh, so that residents can continue to access their homes, um, it could turn out that a clo- such a closure could be a net benefit for the community as opposed to uh, something that makes their life lives miserable, and so I, you know, it, it, again, I'm not from that neighborhood. I don't pretend to speak for that neighborhood, um, but I think that 
Um, there are probably already alternatives in place for the existing street closures, and it would absolutely be worthwhile to explore those and to find permanent solutions so residents can continue to access their homes, uh, you know, do their shopping, go to the doctors, go to school, go to work, um, but but also, you know, not be quite so um, dominated by our addiction to cars. You know, you brought up a good point that they already do close down, at least from La Brea to Highland, right, Alex? And now, what what's what does it look like when that happens? Is it chaos? <laughs> what, can we let Mayor Megan go? Well, she said, okay. Yeah, just let her go yeah, when she I, wants. Yeah, I do have to go. Okay. Thank, thank you for having me. We'll, okay. We'll talk soon. Okay, Mayor. Take thank care. you. Yeah. I like to keep her on as Bye. long as possible. I know. That's like valuable <laughs> she'll, she'll time. Come, right? she'll come back. Yeah. I'm going to. Bye. Okay. I just want to say quickly, yeah. I, I wish I could have had more to say to, to the mayor because. Um, Thanks uh, a lot, Nick. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, all I want to really wanted to say is just that she um, that that kind of model is what we need here. That 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 is truly what I believe. It has to be uh, behavior from the top down. Um, um, and I I yeah. I mean, I kudos to the mayor. I I've never met her, but I just by default I love her, and I wish she's just, <laughs> just going to say that. Yeah, she's great. Can we get um, like a little golf clap and like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, again, we love you. Now, in terms of what what your question was, in terms of what she just said, um, it sucks. It's it? it, it just it's just simple. It sucks. the The status quo. It sucks. There are constantly meetings um, about specific parts, specific pieces. Like I know that, for instance, the bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what sucks? The process? Is it no, 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 no. The traffic situation. The, the traffic in terms of yeah, when they when they close that down, like the, like the bull. There was there was a meeting that I didn't go to because I no longer own a car. I haven't looked back in four years with that. Does it um, suck for you? Um, it actually does. It, it 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 actually does because 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 I'm dealing on a regular basis with people who you know are are that much more jacked up. What do you mean um, when you're riding your bike? Right, and I have two cameras. I have a camera on the back, and I have a camera on my helmet. I mean, mm. it's. You know, um, so people so, people get into. I mean, okay, when they close it down, it's a huge event, though. It's like uh, it's either the Oscars, but this happens yeah. on a regular. I, it just happened this past week. It was closed down. Um, so, so that just the simple answer is that it sucks. People grin and bear it with the. My sense is that they grin and bear it with the with the thinking. It's sort of like you know, like a colonoscopy or or a shot or something like it. This right. is going to be temporary. And it will be over, mm. and it will go back to normal. Right, right, so right. So why isn't this also the case in all those other places where we have? Well, this this is a major. This is a major, like okay. First of all, when you close well, it for the Market Oscars, St- Market Street. But so when you close it for the Oscars, that's like a they bring in. This is like a. It's actually thing. it's actually been shortened. It to my in my experience in ten years in Hollywood. It's actually so so the, and that the the point with that I think is something to the effect that it's actually. Um, uh, because there's so many more now, it seems, um, you know, there's maybe been pressure, and this is just a complete shot in the dark guess, that they have improved their procedures and technologies to make it all shorter. I mean, if it's a temporary closure, that is going to make things really crazy for the time being. But having something that's more permanent, where it, it kind of gets people out of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. that's going to encourage people to get out of their car and find other alternatives for a consistent mm. basis. These homeowners, I mean, people that live up in the hills, 
there's no buses that go up there. They're they're driving, and and it's understandable, you know. But can there be a plan put in place that makes them happy, you know? Well, Have well, we looked at designs? Okay, so so, we, so, but so I, hold on, but Nick. They've closed it for a week mm-hmm. at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Have they? Is there things they can do to improve it in your estimation? Well, one question I would put to Adrian and, um, uh, you know, her uh, new organization is how much, how much um, bandwidth, how much, uh, how many resources you're devoting to, um, uh, to mental shifts, because I think that is really where the rubber meets the road, no puns or puns, whatever, that, that yeah. all of this is going to happen. I, I 100% agree with that, that changing behavior and the mentality of Angelinos, that is what we truly need to do. Um, I'm on my neighborhood council as well oh, in Koreatown, and I, I ran that for that position with the, the goal of trying to improve um, our transportation system, uh, make it more friendly to, to non-drivers. And that is where I, I've tried to put my my focus personally, is trying to just educate people that there's other options out there. And in all, so that, that, that makes such a big difference when people see that there's other options and they, they, they are able to think differently. Now, the, the, the audience you know, of the homeowner in the hills mm-hmm. versus folks renting near Yucca or so forth. What is there a difference in opinion even in that uh, small well, That's space? part of the problem that I'm trying to personally address. Um, basically, these meetings are dominated by homeowners, mm-hmm. people from the hills. So the, the, the thing that came up uh, two weeks ago, um, I had to leave before, which I... I, I naively assume that that would be voted down and here I you know here I am trying to put out this fire um uh and the room was I believe if I remember correctly there were uh one there was the person who put the motion forward with a neighbor there were two there was another person who lived east of me so there were three people in the room uh and this was the, for, this was a motion for closing for closing yeah uh, for, no not for clo- for undoing this this traffic calming at yucca Okay. So there were four oh, gotcha, people, gotcha. and then there were at least two people, two people who constantly come to these meetings. Um, fr- they're renters, but they live in, in Whitley Heights. Um, uh, and, yeah, and no, no, none, of them, none of the people who live in my, uh, in Lower Whitley, um, bike. Okay. Um, so, so they also don't see the benefit of... I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I used to skateboard around there, and cars would... It was actually kind of gangster back in the day. Right, and there was, right. You know, there was a liquor store there and everything. And uh, closing that off at some point when that happened, it was like, oh, this actually makes it harder for people to speed through mm-hmm. this little area. Mm-hmm. There is no benefit that, the that, that say, the renters see in that? or. I mean, are there are other routes that get to the neighborhoods in the hills and to... I Franklin, mean, which is a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Franklin yeah. does suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, like, there's one accident in particular that always stands out to me that happened in 2016 on Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. where um, a drunk driver went up onto the sidewalk mm-hmm. and pinned some uh, some tourists against oh, wow. the building. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. um, I can't say wh- uh, for certain if if it was a fatal accident. I'm it's got to have been. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, there's like, 
It's on the high injury network. Hollywood. It is right, is it? but it's yeah. like Hollywood why? Why must yeah. why must we prioritize convenience over safety and yeah, human you're, life? You're not it's talking the, about um, Hollywood Boulevard. Doesn't strike me as like a way to get up into the hills. It's, I mean, you'll still be able to go across. Uh, it's it's another parallel right? route, and I'm, I'm guessing that when they close down Hollywood, everybody moves over to Franklin, and then Franklin gets all jammed I was, up. I gotta say, I'm I'm. For pedestrianizing, Hollywood I think Boulevard. we. I think we all are. I think at this so point, the, like the question is. I was all excited about it. At this point, the question is, how do we sell this to the public so that it happens? Okay. And right. and you know, Alexander living in the neighborhood is identifying a couple of different constituencies, and we got to figure out a way to bring the Whitley Heights homeowner and and, and that little neighborhood is a, it's a. It's like an island because you got the one seven or the uh, 101 freeway to the north that kind of crops in Whitley Heights, and then you've got Highland Boulevard mm-hmm. to the, if I'm thinking correctly, to the to the uh, uh, west, and then you've got Franklin to the south, and and those sort of forms a triangle with Coenga, and it's just like those streets weren't made to bring all these people onto the freeway. They, they slammed a freeway through yeah, there, and now yeah. people need to get on there. And they go through the neighborhood and ways and this and that. Right. And it's understandable that these people don't want to have uh, a disaster coming through. It's, cars are a disaster. Right, right. And, and yeah. you throwing them into their neighborhood, we have to figure out how to, how to mitigate that. Are you talking about how traffic's going to get worse around Hollywood Boulevard if you close off? Streets. Well, right now, when they close off the streets, the traffic becomes a disaster, right, Alex? Yeah, I mean, let, let me. You know, we were ta- you're asking. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. But Don. 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 Uh, you, you're asking about <laughs> asking about um, how we can kind of get through. The, first of all, let, let's just be clear. I mean, I've been reading a lot of this information. None of these streets were designed uh, to carry the tra- the weight they are. We're, right. We are in an emergency. We are in like you know bleeping red lights kind of. So that's just let's be clear. You know that. Uh, so, but the other thing so that Hollywood, I was, yeah, all, they're, all these streets are just totally like it's overrun. it's just a it's they're they're overrun and they're 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 over they're saturated. But um, that's what we want, isn't it? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, uh, but don't reveal the inner workings of Sorry. the bike lobby. <laughs> right, yeah, evil right. thoughts right. of right. the bike lobby. Okay. So inconvenient right. that people will give up their cars. Yeah, you like a, a agenda twenty one <laughs> robot or something? Like what the heck? So <laughs> just what, kidding. So go ahead. What I was gonna say is that um, again to kind of. Uh, put this kind of out to, to Adrian's organization is um, uh, this is something I've sort of observed and I really need to think this a little bit more th- through but I think it, I can make it clear to you all right now and certainly the listeners that I you know since since I began doing this advocacy I realized there's this sort of um, sickness that most Angelinos suffer from that I call uh, I call it the Chinatown syndrome you know I don't know if you, any of any of you the three of you saw the movie Chinatown at the end of the movie Faye Dunaway uh, is, I think she's being slapped by, by her sometime lover, Jack Nicholson, um, because she can't, she can't properly express her trauma, her trauma, underline bold, italic, her trauma. And her tra- she keeps saying, she, he slaps her once, she says, it's my, uh, she's my mother, she's my sister, no, she's my sister, she's my daughter, she's my sister. Th- th- that's, to me, the epitome of what I hear in community meetings when people who live in the hills and elsewhere say, but there are too many cars, but there, but we need more, you know, no, more access, but there are too many cars, but, you know, this, this insanity. So, right. And then like, 
that's the kind of a catch-22. You create more space for cars, and cars immediately will fill that up. It, I mean, we saw that with right, the widening that, of the 405, for example. Yeah. Right. I mean, that is literally... Induced the, that Yes, it's, th- that's the problem that is never going to get satisfied right. by any of, you know, public transportation, bikes, right. walking, is never going to take the traffic away. It's just going to enable more people mobility. That's hey, the whole point. Hey, we have to take a call in two minutes, I think, from... Whoa. <laughs> oh, is wow. that her? Is that Maureen? Be. Well, we, we do have a... This is a happening program. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander, do you want to stay with us as we go into the next... Uh, yeah, I've got some time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Uh, and there's something I just want to bring up about the solution, but we'll... Get yeah, to that. hold on. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Uh, go ahead and talk it over, guys. Talk it over? <laughs> talk it over. <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. Uh, I guess he's warming up. All right, well... Caller. Was that not our caller? we got to have her call back in because... I hung up accidentally. I don't know how this. Okay. Okay. What do you got to do? But can should we? Okay. Okay. Well, I, let me just jump in real quick and say that um, I the the night that this noxious motion passed, I put in a motion, and this is like a lot of my work, and I'll just say, with my um, uh, the parking vehicular car parking work that I'm doing, um, there there has there have been studies. A study done by O'Farrell's office, commissioned by O'Farrell, that there is always, there has been, and there is, and there probably always will be more than enough vehicular parking, car parking in Hollywood. Um, the problem is that there is no access, and the the management of it is completely um, dysfunctional. So um, I personally believe, I don't think this is a one shot, you know, one one thing cure all but i think that part of the solution has to be that um that there's a, a proper parking solution in in hollywood yeah um, and i i put that motion forward and i hope that streets for all can can support it and um anyway what's kind of the ideal uh parking situation that you envision in in hollywood right well the my motion is basically to kind of kind of getting at this a little bit backwards since the study was done about five years ago sh- you know documenting all this i'm actually going through the the actual study right now and it's very detailed and i know the person who did it um mott smith i'll put a quick shout out to him he's amazing um basically the upshot is to create a hybrid version of what what exists in Culver City, in Santa Monica, in Beverly Hills. It's called an in lieu thing. I won't go into it, but basically, it simplifies the um, it simplifies the um, uh, the the fee structure, the um, the the regulations for business owners, and it kind of um, makes this sort of collective uh, infrastructure both both. Uh, in a regulatory way and in a physical way for cars to be put in one place and to en- enable what's known as park once and walk, which completely fits like a hand in glove to um, pedestrianizing any major street like Hollywood. And it's it's basically going to be impossible, I think, I think if we don't allow, you know, if we don't have that in place, I mean, I think that would, I think this would be kind of like, the um the one of the 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 best impetuses to to making your you know street for all's vision you know to come to pass yeah i think that um uh, ideas like that would really kind of revolutionize parking in los angeles um for neighborhoods like hollywood downtown koreatown where parking is difficult but yet parking exists 
uh, if we just utilize the parking that's available in, in parking structures and um, like you said, park once and walk, maybe even have shuttle services that will connect certain areas for those who can't right. just simply walk. Right. And, and the best thing for me like about, um, about park once and walk in a place like Hollywood is that it kind of like it would force it would force force visitors to go to like one you know it would basically like channel them you know th right now the 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 situation for a l those of us who um live in Hollywood is that that the visitors are kind of this um uh this unnamed constituency right and they you know they have a certain power and like i think the power needs to be brought back to the residents so that the the visitors are kind of instructed they're made to park in a certain place and they park once and walk and th this would be an enormous in incentive um, and a boon frankly for the business community it would completely revolutionize um, and uh, and disrupt um, the the face of Hollywood um, anyway. yeah it would be it's like uh What's that horror movie where the phone keeps ringing? Dial oh, M for yeah. murder. Dial That's for what murder. the studio sounds like I've, right I've now. Jinked, I've jinxed you. No, sorry. it's my fault. I don't know how to answer the dang phone. Yeah, okay, okay. But uh, <laughs> born too born too late, kiddo. Born <laughs> yeah, too late. Yeah. We did it before. Yeah, yeah. Nick doesn't even know how to do it, so yeah. I'm not a total yeah. jerk here. Okay. All right. Anyways, we're trying to get in touch with Maureen. Uh -huh. uh, Adrian, why don't you give us a little brief on on Maureen? Oh my God, it sounds like it's off. Oh. There we go. Yeah, Maureen is uh, based in San Francisco and is doing some really excellent work there. She started the People Protected Bike Lane movement okay. there. Okay. Wow. Um, and that started in 2017. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the... Um the uh, the 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 DIY the the Department of DIY action basically yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome okay yeah. so we're gonna talk to her as soon as we can connect her up with this phone but um, I wanted to continue uh, talking to Alex and, and kind of wrap up the uh, discussion of the there's that phone again what do we do Nick oh look something happened hello 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 <laughs> now we've got another ring happening here okay. So, she might, she might answer. All right. Okay, let's wait till she answers. Okay. Um, yeah, and what, uh, let me just jump in and say one yeah. quick thing just to kind of put a, 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 uh, some closure on what I was saying. The about voicemail box of 415. <laughs> Hang this up. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a breather real quick. Okay. I'm going to hang that up. We got to put the computer on. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. One yeah, more no, time. I'll just say um, I'm I'm reading through the script. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nick knows how to do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not, okay, continue on. All right. The okay. the report that I'm and I'll pass this on to you, you uh, all, Adrian. Um, uh, it, it I, I get the feel, and I'd really be curious to find this out. There's some people I want to I, I want to do a shout out quickly to Joe Linton. I'm I'm curious about how the parking uh, industry and the liquor lobby are supporting O'Farrell. I'm just going to say that. Whoa. Because Whoa. because part of the regulations of parking, I have a suspicion. I'm almost through this very dense report. 
I have a strong suspicion because the way that parking is regulated in Los Angeles and specifically Hollywood, there are only certain businesses that can function under these regulations. Mm. And I have a strong feeling that because there 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 are all these liquor establishments and and the 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 HH, the, the, the neighborhood council is constantly getting flack about this. I'm sure you're familiar from your uh, work, Adrian, and your NC about this kind of phenomenon. And I, I, I have a strong suspicion that there's there, th- it's not a coincidence that we see mostly liquor-based businesses in Hollywood. And if you have a park-once-and-walk situation, which would, on a certain level, support essentially what are considered small, genuinely small, mid-sized businesses, which can conceivably serve be neighborhood serving, mm-hmm. um, there could be that sort of um, greater kind of economic business biodiversity. So you're saying that there's too many bars, and I'm not saying that outright. I don't okay. want to. I, okay. I don't want to say that outright. But but I think that that it's it's really the fact is that the, the economic regulatory structure kind of forces that hmm. because they're the only people who can actually support the parking regulations that are in place. And and what what kind of parking I mean, I know that on Hollywood Boulevard they tell you at one thirty AM. Okay, right? I, I, I haven't gone d- I haven't do um dive that deep into it, but yeah, but my understanding is is basically that that when you open a business in Los Angeles, you know, despite I heard from from in from um uh, streets for, from Streets for All the other day that, yes, parking uh, uh, caps are going to be lifted, but the current situation is still atrocious, the, the current regulations. Mm. And they put a lot of pressure on basically everybody who's not Amazon and everybody who's not a street vendor. Everybody in between is screwed on some level. And, and, and we're saying that in order for them to get their business license, they have to provide a certain amount of parking spaces. Exactly. And and there's a lot of... and, and Mott, well, the, the way the bars get around that is they have, or restaurants have, uh, you know, uh, a valet parking. Right. Th- there's that. But and and Lyft and Uber have done a great job. I'm surprised I'm actually even able to say this kind thing about them. But they have actually done a great job in kind of eliminating that. Um, but but still, there's a lot of stuff that they have that a business has to take care of, and they end up burning through a lot of money, and. Bars and restaurants are basically the only kinds of establishments that have that kind of money to burn because they're going to get it back right, the way right. the they're, way they're that making works. bank. They're making thousands of dollars a night. They're going, yeah, they're going to. So it's yeah. you know the people that are backing them, you know, it's kind of par for the course. So yeah, the so, parking situation is a big discussion all in its own, and Joe Linton has a lot of great insights on that as a writer for Streets Blog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that somebody can look into this and. Anyway. That, that'll be a whole other conversation. Um, I think to kind of wrap up this uh, topic, mm-hmm. you know, it, at least from my point of view, I see two passionate people from two different organizations, a 501c3 and a 501c4. This looks like the perfect uh, storm here where if you guys got together and, and started coordinating, um, you know, there's attacks that can come from both sides to sort of sell this and also, uh, you know, mitigate it for, I mean, you are a resident, you know all the issues. Hello, this is Maureen. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we take you to the next segment. Um, Adrian, take it away. Hey, Maureen. Hey there, Adrian. Can you hear me? 
Okay, yes, great, I'm great. so happy to hear from you. Yes, happy to hear from you, too. Sorry about all the hiccups with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want you to think I flaked or something. Oh, no, 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 no. We know, know that you didn't flake. <laughs> so we had a bit of an intro for you while we were trying to connect with you. Uh, mentioned that you uh, were uh, one of the architects behind the People Protected Bike Lane movement in San Francisco that started in 2017. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yes, I'd like to say you and 10 people can make a bike, a protected bike lane. Um, we, uh, w- uh, uh, San Francisco has a great bike uh, lane called Valencia Street that our ancestors fought for, and now it's filled with um, cars double parking, and so I have the idea of creating um, like a Hands Across America where uh, we would gather bicycle activists and we would put our bodies on the line to create um, a protected bike lane. And it's been extremely successful. Um, it, this idea, this little idea of mine has spread to 11 cities and eight countries. Oh, I love it. It reminds me a lot of uh, what we did, some of the things we would do here in L.A. called the Department of DIY. Mm. And I shouldn't even say we <laughs> because that sort of implicates things. But we didn't. We never did anything like that. Like actually using human beings. Actually, to you did. Did we? Los Angeles did. Yes, you did. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, I I'm sorry. I, I don't corrected. have the date, but it. You sure did. Uh, Just one though. I'd like to encourage you to do more because we have found that one action doesn't do doesn't do it. Yeah, it's like you got to um, invite two, the media. Two, perhaps, and three. The politicians follow where the people lead. Okay. I mean, when I, 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 the things that I know about is poster hanging and, and spray painting sharrows on the street. This is like a new level here. And, and I guess in Seattle, they've they actually installed uh, fake, uh, what are those, pylons? Do you know about that project up there? Did you see anything in the, the news uh, about that? Fake pylons. Yeah, they put, well, up, they put up like protected bike lane they put it they installed their own pylons on a street to protect the bike lane and the city we ended have up had adopting that. some actions like that i don't know who they are but there's a shadow group called <laughs> sfmtra ah. that has created um before the um sfmta caught on they would <laughs> install infrastructure and since there was no list of where infrastructure was or wasn't they left it alone for a while. Ah, so they made it look very legitimate and the city yes, didn't notice. They, they bought from suppliers oh. that where official people would, would purchase. And um, what was crazy is that uh, bicycle activists would, uh, would die. We, w- we were getting hit by cars. People, you know, people were getting hit by cars. And the pace of San Francisco is glacier. And yet, when when activists would install infrastructure in the dead of night, boom, the next day, somehow they found the will to remove it immediately, just mm-hmm. despite mm-hmm. it saving lives. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, the LADOT will talk for days about putting in bike lanes out to study it, and then it's going to take us on the back burner. Somebody threw oh, in yeah. a bike lane, you know, Department of DIY threw a bike lane in. LADOT was out there like, Two days later, and erased it. You know, it's so quick to remove it, but when it yeah. comes to actually installing it, <laughs> yeah. different story. Right, right. 
frustrating. Well, what I like about the People Protected Action, it is, it's is—it's a very visual. It doesn't take a lot of words. We all wear the same kind of shirts. Uh, uh, Matt Brezina, my co, co-creator, is um, a real um, mover and shaker, something that I, had, I learned from him. So uh, we had a GoFundMe, and we uh, created shirts. So we, they're bright yellow with, uh, with a slogan of safe, um, what is it? protected lanes save lives. And so then you have the, the newspaper reporters and such. You have a delicate human being standing on the line and a truck right inches away, right? Mm. It's very visual. Mm. It's, it, its power is immediate. Now, has that resulted in the city, like, doing something? Have they put in... It really it really has. Oh, I mean, not awesome. at the pace that we would like. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, some people are, are, people are dying um, when a bike, when the protected bike lane ends, like um, we had a woman die on Howard Street. Mm. But yes, the mayor has joined us on the line and politicians join us on the line oh, when they're really? running. Wow. That's so cool. So Mayor London oh Breed, God. we've had Scott Wiener. Um, what about Newsom? A, a bunch of others. Was Newsom mayor when you guys were doing this? Or? That's a long time ago. No, long this time was ago? before okay. Newsom. Okay. okay. I mean, this was after, after Newsom. Newsom. We need to do this in L.A. a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the gears are turning, You surely right? can. Inspired. If you go yeah. on the People Protected website, there's instructions on how anyone can create a protected bike lane and how to get your how to get the publicity from news outlets and such like that because um that's where you pressure your officials to care so maureen you just got a pedestrianized i guess we're calling it now street in san francisco right well what's exciting is we uh we uh connected with Walk San Francisco, and we did a people-protected crosswalk on Market Street, mm-hmm. which is our main thoroughfare, and it's constantly clogged with uh, cars in crosswalks, and it's a very dangerous street, very, very dangerous street. And now, because of the actions of, um, we'll take some small credit, but also uh, San Francisco Bike Coalition and others, they are going to be removing private vehicles as of January. Wow. Wow. Let's get a yeah. golf, yeah. golf club. Yeah. That's exciting. Yes, that, yeah, that's that, huge. So for how, how many, how long of a section of market? It's going to be from the Embarcadero. Oh, wow. And I, it's kind of hard to, I wish I could say how many miles. So for people who aren't oh, familiar miles. with San Francisco. Wow. wow. That's, but that's, awesome. that's a big deal. It's from, yeah. if you're familiar with San Francisco, it's the Embarcadero to the Tenderloin. Now that's, and I'm sorry. Wow. Um, that's, that's like almost half. Somebody yeah, will have to like research half. for me how long that is. Now they're allowing, so the, they're allowing five. buses though, right? Buses go through or no? Yes. Buses. And I think legitimate taxis. Oh, not Ubers or Lyfts. Right, not Uber huh. or Lyft. What about bikes? And so <laughs> this is just one part of a major, major overhaul of Market Street. But the easiest thing is get the cars off at first. Yes. So it's going to be our Champs-Élysées of San Francisco. San Francisco, they're, they're crazy Very exciting. There. They're, That's so cool. People, yeah, people around the country will hear this um, and either be inspired or think that we're all Agenda 21 <laughs> lunatics over here in California. <laughs> Screw everybody. John, that I don't think people, other people know. Does everybody know Agenda 21? You brought it up like three. Agenda 21. 
that's like the top uh uh, reason that uh, you know when you go to a public meeting and there's a bunch of well, you NIMBYs. know opposite NIMBYs opposition to something that has to do with bike lanes they're talking about agenda 21 under their breath and sometimes they yell it out in the middle of the meetings like with Mike Bonin um, and it's this thing where uh, I guess the UN has uh, some kind of initiative uh, for the 21st century, which I guess is this century, right? Mm -hmm. That they're gonna take away your cars. You know, they're gonna take away, and <laughs> take it's it it's away. it's real. There are boomers. I hate to use that word. What else can we use? But there are people out there who have been Fright raised frightened people, frightened, frightened people, people frightened of change, and they've been culturalized their entire lives. They're excited yeah. about cars. They've they've they saw it. They were there in the fifties and the sixties when cars were That's the thing, right. and That's now right. it's like the whole world is coming to an end because we decided that cars. Well, uh, an excellent alternative to the personal vehicle, which most miles traveled in them only contain one person, would be a cargo bike or. An e-bike. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. transition, preach, huh? Preach. Yes. Yeah. Tell us more, Maureen, about <laughs> this. <laughs> preach, Andrea. That's right. Because I saw, I, I have created a survey. That's This is my next project. My next crazy idea is I've created a survey called ebikesurvey.com. I want to create collect data from California e-bike and cargo bike owners. Mm -hmm. And with this data, my motto is data drives change. Okay. We know the, the electric bikes have really exploded in San Francisco. The motors are finally strong enough and light enough to tackle the hill, our famous hills. Right. And so you really see these bikes all over. But Clean Power San Francisco, for example, and, and other California agencies are throwing money hand over foot to for, to purchase electric vehicles and nothing for electric bikes and cargo bikes. Well, they did just pass that, that bill, didn't they? It, they passed it. It's a small, very narrow, and I know which one you're talking about, uh, Senator Umberg's bill. Yeah. Um, it's a we very narrow. It's very narrow. The definition of an e-bike and how much money you can no, get? No, uh, the, the, the voucher. Of who can get the voucher to purchase? Uh, okay, okay. So, but who does it end um, up being? I speak from, commuters. Oh, sorry. Who does it end up being? Like commuters that have a proven. It, it, it's for a low, very low income people. Oh, okay. But anybody can get a voucher and, for for an electric car, though. Uh yeah. You incentives? Heck yeah, yes, incentives hmm. are available. Yeah, they're giving away thousands of dollars to get in an electric car, but yes. it's like. A cargo bike, I'd love to get an e. Yeah. I used to be against the e bikes, I'll admit it, I was kind of a hater, but I've come oh. around. Yeah, I've come good around. Good thing we're not, good thing we're not in person here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've come around. I think that that, that that could revolutionize LA, at least for Los Angeles, LA traffic. I've always said that scooters, LA needs a scooter revolution. And an e-bike is basically an even better scooter. Well, I, absolutely. I mean, with an e-bike, it really makes uh, bicycles a lot more accessible to people who don't have the physical abilities to ride a bike. Or um, with a cargo bike, if you have a family, you could take your kids around on that. And 
this the weight of a cargo bike and then if you have cargo and or people in there that's just going to add right. so much more weight to it yeah. and that's right in los angeles we are relatively flat compared to cities like san francisco so we are re- really the best yeah, city it, for biking and, and <laughs> in los angeles the thing here is is that we have high speeds between lights on mo- on a lot of our streets and here you have an e-bike that will take somebody up to what 25 miles an hour what's the top speed of No 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 that's no that's too high Oh really No not oh. that high Oh I had well, I'll modify Not mine. that high I'm going to modify mine Um I want to go 25 Uh <laughs> I well uh, the reason why I did ebikesurvey.com is I can speak from personal experience these bikes are expensive um, a good one, you know, for San Francisco, Three, costs about five grand, wow. four to wow. five grand. Wow. Still that cheaper is, than a car. Yeah, Not yeah, like much. a used car. Yeah. I mean, once you get over that, right, maintenance cost is so much cheaper, right? But that initial to get that nut, that is really hard for people. My bike yeah. was stolen a few months ago, and I'm just, I'm like squirreling away my pennies it's going to be a while before i can buy another bike yet if i had this bike my cost for transportation would be you know back to zero so what have you been doing since your bike got stolen are you uh, is it it forcing you to utilize ride-sharing services or are you actually driving now no i don't own a car okay i i the the way i bought my first bike is uh my car, my family's car. We've been we've been car free for six years. We're a family of three, yeah. and my uh, my family's car got destroyed by a driver. Mm-hmm. So the insurance, you know, paid us. And so I convinced my husband, let's try an electric bike before we rush out for a car. And I slowly, mm-hmm. I slowly worked my way, my ideas into the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. EbikeSurvey dot com. I plan to, this is for California bike, electric and cargo bike owners. Please spread the word. Um, I can, I already have some data that's very interesting. And um, I just am very excited about this project. Awesome. Uh, Okay, so I went to the website, protected, uh, peopleprotected.com. I see the picture of the people protected bike lane. And I'm inspired. Yeah. I want to do this in Los Angeles. Is there some kind of tools that we can use on the website? Or are you, there's like a how-to or? Yeah, I think that there's a, I think Matt created, yeah, there's a how-to. A blog here, projects, contact us. And you can also follow us on Twitter okay. at People Protected and see how, other, um, how others have done it. You, you don't have to get fancy like our shirts. Yeah. The, the, um, I the last the... two ones were in Berlin and in Boston, and oh they, my gosh. they stood on the line. Hmm. Uh, so we Manhattan gotta... was the largest with over 300 people. Yeah. Los think. Angeles wow. has to step up, and we yeah, do. We, we got to get bigger than yeah, New York. Yeah. Okay. So... And it gives tips. The, the People Protected gives you tips on, you know, picking a street. Yeah. Like, don't pick an impossible street. Pick a, po- a street that is possible to put uh, infrastructure. Okay. Uh, how to con- contact your reporters and such, and let them know uh, and, and how to it, find allies. Is it always a, a street 
that already has bike lanes or what do you think i mean would we do it on a street that um, doesn't have bike think. lanes uh, you know what? I, I, I can't answer that question. I don't okay. recall. I don't know whether they had just Cheryl's. There have, I would guess, the best optics. Yeah, you, oh, you know what? I'm going to say yes. It has bike lanes. Already a bike lane, and I we sort of stretch it's out. paint. Paint yeah. is not protection. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. You know, yeah. green paint is not magic. It will not keep the cars out. First street that comes to mind, I'm thinking, is... 7th Street? Because that's the one that comes to mind for me. <laughs> okay, 7th Street from uh, New Hampshire downtown. Yes. downtown. Yeah, the one that connects Koreatown to downtown. Uh, now, I take that one all the time. Yeah. And it's always a very harrowing experience. Like, mm-hmm. people uh, will, will turn on to 7th Street, and I see them looking for, for cars, but they're not looking for cyclists. And we're talking in the downtown portion of No, not even 7th in the Street. downtown portion. Like, in, like, the MacArthur Park portion. Okay, okay. Like, and there's... Actually, oh, I hurt my shoulder. There's actually like several hills okay. that are yeah. there. So like if you see a car pulling out, it's, it makes stopping very difficult, if not impossible. Okay. And so having some sort of protection or more, something that would make it much more noticeable to the people that just recklessly pull out would yeah. be such How many people have you got, Maureen? So you said 3,000? Um, we, we have a Google Doc. And 3, how many 000. people do we have? We have several hundred people <laughs> okay. on our make Google Doc. I think okay. you made that up, Nick. And you know, just have your sign-ups. You utilize Twitter. We use, use Twitter quite a bit. Okay. Um, and we get the word out. We have a core group of people who, you know, we can count on to always show up because it would be sad to be by yourself. <laughs> and um, I suggest... For anybody thinking this, you do it on a Thursday, Thursday uh, evening, not uh, with a window of time of two, an hour and a half max. Okay. And you emphasize that people can just stop in for ten, you know, stand on the line for ten minutes. We understand you're busy. Because Fridays music is are, always great. Fridays is fun um, nights, can, so you want to do not Thursday, Fridays. Right? Yeah, Fridays because people want to go out. You want. Yeah, you yeah, want okay, gotcha. people go out, but also you want people talking about it the next day at work and such mm. like that. Um, and you want to have the time for the reporters to write their story and publish their story. Okay. So we found Fridays are not the best. Okay, Thursdays, ideal day. Do you get people yeah. that like see what you're doing and like, wow, this is really cool, and just like stop what they're what they were doing to join the line? Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we well, um, I, I have my cowbell. I ring my cowboy bell at the front. You know, we, bicyclists, more cowboy bell, more uh, infrastructure. And it's, it's a lot of fun. People meet, you meet your neighbors, you meet your fellow bicyclists, and it just, con- it just grows, right? You stand, you want to be on this line. You want to, you want to join the party. You want to help protect it, it, it's a movement of love, right? We want to protect the vulnerable bicyclists. We can, we understand what it's like. I we want like we want to protect you, and you protect us. Now, when it comes to the crosswalk one, how does that work? You guys figure you guys do a unmarked crosswalk and line up a bunch of people to form the crosswalk. Like how do, how does no? It, it was it's a marked crosswalk, but okay. just again, paint is not protection, right? Yeah. All those right turn lane, all those right turning cars and such like that. So what we do is we at the time we had we wore our shirts, so they're yellow shirts, so that they're very um, identifiable. Yeah. 
and many of uh, and we joined with another group called Walk San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The more the more cro- how would you cross connections you can make, mm-hmm. right? I mean, a protected crosswalk you can connect with the community of disabled people. Mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of people need right. safe cross need to be protected from cars on yeah, busy streets. Right on. So, so what you do is you have your signs. And then when the when the sign it, you know when the crosswalk is walk, you slowly walk back and forth in the crosswalk so that you're preventing cars from making those right hand turns into humans. Okay, so it's it's not a you're not standing still. You're you're actively walking back and forth. Yeah, Ale- Alex Thompson used to forth. do protests like that in. Uh, in Santa Monica, where mm-hmm. he would, at a stop sign, mm-hmm. he would just have a whole bunch of people walking back and forth. But it was an agitative thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. really like teaching people to respect crosswalks. So this is interesting. I had actually um, mentioned to Michael Schneider of, of Streets for All that, you know, based on the, um, uh, after the, the murder, um, Maureen, here, like it was just a week ago of, of a cyclist right in the middle of Hollywood, you know, that I think it's time for direct action. I think this would be a great... I'm not sure in Hollywood, but somewhere in Los Angeles, we need to do some kind of direct action totally. like this. This yeah. is a direct action of love. So thank I think I thank you for uh, for what you're doing. Yeah, personally. Maureen, you're mm-hmm. you've inspired Los Angeles. We're going to do this. Yeah, we definitely need well, more. We're, we've already done can, it. You just so. there's plenty of people go on for the Twitter at People Protected. There's you can search for other actions and videos, and you get inspired and. Please support my ebikesurvey.com. Um, f- for those with uh, question, you can, questions, you can go on the, you can either uh, tweet at People Protective for questions, or I think there's a, there is a link on the webpage. And um, yes, I mean, I, I know how huge California, San Francisco, uh, Los Angeles is. Uh, I would suggest making like chunks of getting chunks of activists in a neighborhood or two, you know, and working together and okay. also, you know, absolutely uh, reach out to other communities, communities uh, that would uh, benefit from co- calmer street and per- infrastructure. All right. Thank you so much, Maureen. Thank you, Maureen. And I'm looking at uh, ebikesurvey.com. Thank you. Less, it'll take, take you it. less than five minutes. I promise. I uh, cut out all the fluff of other stu- surveys. Just right, right to the data that we need. Uh, right to the, the the beautiful, beautiful data. The beautiful data. The snuggly, <laughs> wuggly, <laughs> wonderful data. All right, Maureen, you've been wonderful. Uh, we got the websites. It's peopleprotected.com and ebikesurvey.com. And uh, yeah. I'm telling you, there's... People in here look visibly more excited than <laughs> before. Yeah, you're not al- you're not alone. I want to tell everybody, all us bike, all us bicycle and infrastructure activists, you're not alone. You're not doing it by yourself. Join, <laughs> join others, and create your, you know, your tide, your stream mm-hmm. that goes in as a mighty river. We can, we're all together here. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes. yes. All right, Maureen. Yes. Thanks Thank again. You. Thank you. Thank we'll you. Talk. Thank you. We'll My get pleasure. an update soon. My pleasure. Yes. Bye bye. Bye. Let me see here. Let me make sure so, we can actually hang uh, up the phone. <laughs> can we get uh, we don't want her to hear us. your thoughts that you want to sort of finalize with? Uh, 
both of I you. Just, I, it's been really great and great to hearing uh, you, or Adrian, and and uh, I hope personally I hope we can work together. And you know I think we have a lot of commonalities, and it's really nice to it's really nice, frankly, to change have a have a, a conversation about difficult issues, and you know you kind of agree uh, on the ultimate things. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really great uh, meeting other like-minded people who have a lot of these same goals. Um, so Streets for All, we're having our first um, meeting to. Uh, which we're inviting the public to to discuss the the potential uh, pedestrianization of Hollywood Boulevard. And so I hope people can come out to this, uh, whether you're listening or in this room right now. Everybody should <laughs> should come and provide their input. So the meeting is on uh, Sorry. <laughs> it's Saturday, uh, November 16th at 9 a.m. at the WeWork offices located at 7083 Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. All right. And I just want to pl- put a quick plug. I don't think I'll be back to Bike Talk before this happens, but um, uh, the Hollywood Hills Neighborhood Council meeting that will be discussing removing the Yucca Las Palmas protected um, infrastructure. And, and just let me, I didn't say this before to everyone listening, but the one and only bike boulevard in, Holly, in Los Angeles uh, is what, this uh, infrastructure, part of which it, it, it constitutes part of that. It's, it basically extends along Yucca Street. So yeah. this is really, I mean, it, it seems like a very small thing, but it's a big deal. It's really striking at the heart of what, what little we have now. Yeah. I, I mean, it's really like this is this, we need to push this tide back and then some. So the the the, meet, the next board meeting of the Hollywood Hills Neighborhood Council, please put on your calendars Wednesday, November twentieth, six p.m. at I believe it's the Will, uh, 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 not Arendt, um, uh, it's the library the 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 library on Sunset near um, uh, Orange. Uh, Sunset. I think it's yeah, it's Orange, but su- Sunset and La Brea. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, 6 p.m. and they'll be um, addressing that issue. And we need we need a lot of people to um, express their opposition to removing those barriers. Okay. I plan on being there. Thank you. Great. Yes. I feel like I should go there just because I've. You seen really it in should. The past, you really yeah. should. Don. Well, now that we're on first name basis. And, and and that's kind of one of the things that Streets yeah. for All is trying to do is get these numbers out to meetings like this because. Otherwise, I mean, it's the NIMBYs who end it up in control. Really and matters, so then right. it's the, the opinion of the NIMBYs that the, the politicians then cave to. So they, they, let's yeah. make our voices louder. Right. They, right. It really does matter. It really helps to go to public comment. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and I will be at the Streets for All uh, meeting at WeWork. It's on a Saturday. Yes. Um, and I will t- do my level best. Uh, you have my word to try to get get this uh, get this information to my neighbors, people awesome. who live in the neighborhood. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. See, yeah, we you. got we got coordination happening. Wow. Yeah. The bike lobby is. See, we're making the difference. It's cranking <laughs> up. We're yeah. cranking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're on doing the same. It. We're on the same bike. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's it's a like cargo we have. Bike. Yeah, it's we're a, a tandem, tandem cargo. cargo. I have a tandem bike with a bike trailer. Yeah. Believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. If we had four seats, we could all be on the same bike. Okay. Anyways, um, we're going to close it with... You ever seen those bike bars? You yeah. ever seen a bike bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those big uh, Dutch... <laughs> like, it's basically the same as 
size as a car, but they're all pedaling and they're drinking beer. Yeah, it's like oh, they're, yeah. they're all over Hollywood Boulevard. Get out of all here. air in the summer. Oh. They are get all, get s- out of here. Sometimes, sometimes in the winter, I feel sorry for those people. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm not kidding at the all. The bike bars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, how so come the steers, what? The bartender like, steers? Yeah. That's legal. Yeah. It, it. I, 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 I. Let me just say uh, quickly. I, I don't. I know. I saw that. I, I saw them last year. They might have been banned. I don't know. But, <laughs> but they're all over Milwaukee, where I'm from. But yeah. I mean, do they have a keg? Like basically, there's a keg on there. I mean, and probably. Just I mean, Milwaukee just will accommodate alcohol like crazy. This, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood needs that. <laughs> yeah, like right, like yeah. a hole in the head. Yeah. Okay. That's it for uh, Bike Talk on KPFK. We want to thank our guests, Alexander Tots, who is the bike ambassador, LACBC bike ambassador, and also you're on the Neighborhood Council? No, I'm just an activist. With activist, okay. And um, our co-host, uh, oftentimes so far, Often times, often Well played, I like that. Because <laughs> I know <laughs> she likes the, the puns. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> And and do you want to give a plug to your Twitter and all your information? Sure. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Hoff Beaten Path uh, because my blog is called Hoff the Beaten Path. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that blog, um, I started about six years ago when I went car free to just try to uh, spread the joy of experiencing Los Angeles when you're not in a car. Um, so check it out, uh, HoffTheBeatenPath.com. Um, so follow me on Twitter, Hoff Beaten Path. Okay. And um, cool. I'm also I on do. the Wilshire Center Koreatown Neighborhood Council as well, too, trying to make some good stuff happen there to make the streets safer. Um, we definitely need that there with pedestrian yeah. and cyclist safety. Thank you for, for doing that. Thank you for volunteering. That's a big deal to get on those neighborhood councils. It's a lot of work. People sort of bash on neighborhood councils, and they don't really take into consideration how much work that is. Um, Alexander, did you have a Twitter or? Uh, yeah, we have, thank you. Uh, we have a, a Facebook group, Hollywood Cyclists, uh, facebook.com slash uh, group slash Hollywood hyphen cyclists. Uh, please join, it's a private group. We just, we spread info. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and uh, if I could plug one last thing, uh, if anyone could go to streetsforall.org, we are trying to build the biggest database of supporters for the movement. So sign up to get email invites for these sorts of events, like the the meeting to pedestrianize Hollywood Boulevard, and we've got some other great events in the works as well too. So, so sign up streetsforall.org and uh, join the movement. All right, and you can find us on uh, Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/something. Bike talk. <laughs> no, it's not bike talk because that goes to uh, an Israeli mountain bikes association. Have you seen it? <laughs> I tried to write out the address. It was like bike talk, whatever. Find us on there or go join the Israeli group. They're probably awesome too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. 